0: The Journey to Becoming podcast is all about the changes, transitions, and transformations we encounter on our journey to aligning with purpose and living life with intentionality, fulfillment, and impact. I'm your host, Sabine Gideon, and my mission is to help those starting their entrepreneurial journeys or simply shifting gears to better align with purpose by sharing the journeys of others, offering practical tips and strategies, and providing encouragement to help you pull through whatever obstacle is standing in your way. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and join me on this journey of discovery. Joining us today on the Journey to Becoming podcast is Jackie Bailey. Jackie is the founder and the director of the Speak, Feed, Lead project, whose mission is to empower the voices of children, teens, and adults through public speaking and leadership courses, classes, and workshops. Jackie is the author of Self-Centered Leadership, Becoming Influential, Intentional, and Exceptional. Welcome to the show, Jackie. So excited to have you here and learn more about how you came to do the work that you do, working with kids, working with adults, as it relates to public speaking and leadership training.
1: I'm Jackie Bailey, and I have both a for-profit business that I've had since 2007, it's called Everland City Consulting. It started out being as a dental management business, but now we uh, started teaching public speaking classes to kids about five years ago. And now the, the impetus has come about that we are now a nonprofit as well, or we have a separate nonprofit that not only continues to teach public speaking classes to kids, but now we can reach the unreachable kids through the public school system who already has access to those children so that they can get the empowering skills that we teach as well. And the reason that I do what I do is because I didn't have a happy childhood like you. There was, there was abuse and there was neglect and I was voiceless. I was literally told not to tell. And it was also implied that I wasn't to tell, and I didn't, but it changed me. It changed really who I was. I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't have anybody to go to. So it's very alone. Even though I had lots of siblings, I was just by myself. There was no one that knew what was happening to me. There was no one I could tell. And even in times when I tried to kind of Clue people in, (laughs) I was I was shut up again. So being a voiceless kid gave me the impetus later on to help children to have their own voice. I don't know specifically if my students are abused or neglected or whatnot, but statistics would say that there's a high likelihood they are. And therefore I want to make sure that they feel comfortable talking to somebody, and that they understand the value and the worth of their voice. So we offer classes for kids as young as 10 through 18, and they learn how to have conversations with each other effectively. They learn how to listen actively. They learn how to speak on stages about subjects that they love, about things that make them happy challenges that they might face. And they just get an opportunity to be very open and not worry about judgment from their parents or siblings or peers about their message. They just get to share it freely. So it's really cool. It's great to see the progress and and the epiphanies that happen with these kids.
0: I love that. And I love how you you took your challenge right or the thorn in your side and you allowed that to lead you into creating space for children to not feel silenced or repressed or even oppressed um, in expressing themselves so at what point in your career or in your journey did you decide okay i want to focus on public speaking not only for myself to get my voice back but to help others, specifically children and teens. Yeah, that was,
1: it was quite a process. It, it didn't happen all at once. It's not like I had this vision of, oh, this is what I need to do. But all those years when I was silent, it wasn't until I was a young mother with two young children married when the person who was most responsible for my abuse got married and had a child. And then I knew there was someone else in the line of fire, so to speak. And I went into this very emotional, painful time where I had to decide, do I break the silence and let people know the ugliness of who I am, which is how I thought about myself and save the life of this other child? Or do I just... Remain silent forever and keep the little secret locked away and not rock the boat, so to speak. I mean, I could have lost everything. I didn't know if my husband would still love me. I didn't know if people would think I was crazy and try to take my kids away from me. I I just, all of those things I risked. But, you know, suicide was something I contemplated. You know what that's like? And it was when I came to the realization that if I went to the grave with that secret, then not only would that other child, not be protected, but my own children would not be protected because no one would know to watch out for this person. So I decided that I actually loved my children more than I hated myself. And I, that was the first time when I really used my voice for something important Mm -hmm. to break that silence and start, start telling. And I didn't recognize that right up front, but the more I worked through therapy and the healing process And then 10 or 12 years down the road, realizing that I wasn't yet done with my healing until I could forgive and not only forgive internally, but that I had to use my voice again to tell this person that he was forgiven. Mm. And so I flew across the country and um, faced him and, and just said those three magic words. I forgive you. And again, I didn't realize at the time how important that was, but I, I learned that his life was pretty much trashed at that point because of his choices and the thing, the ways that he had yet to change. And I realized that I'd actually held the key to his prison. Mm-hmm. I thought all those years when I was his victim and I was kept silent. Well, in so many ways, I had silenced him because he could not progress Knowing that I, he was not forgiven. And so when I uttered those words, it changed both of our lives. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty powerful. And it was something I hadn't expected. I thought it was just gonna be therapeutic for me, but I didn't realize that I could literally help him to change. And he did drastically changed. And so years later, I started to realize how important voice, the voice was and what we can do, the changes we can make and the inspiration we can be with our voice. And that's when I started thinking about uh, public speaking. And I joined this networking group for speakers. And I saw this keynote speaker at this convention in South Carolina, Jeannie Robertson. She's a humorist, a former Miss North Carolina, beautiful woman has these fabulous stories that she tells about her life. And I was just intrigued. I was blown away by the way that she could weave a story together that was both humorous and inspirational and took me through all these different emotions. And I wanted to be that. And, And I wanted to be able to share stories and share value with people like that. And that was when the first inkling came that I could use my voice to make money or I could use my voice to really not only just speak my story, but to inspire other people. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2007, same year that I started my business. And then as I started leading, I joined Toastmasters International and I started speaking there a little bit more. And then I started competing. And I had this opportunity to share my story on an international stage in a competition with the world. And Then I had an opportunity, someone was advertising for a public speaking teacher for kids. And I thought, I could do that. I really hadn't thought about it before. I thought, "Well, I could do that. So I went and taught this one group of kids. I think there was about eight kids. They were about in eighth grade, eighth or ninth grade. And I taught them nine weeks of courses that I just developed off the top of my head. And then they wanted more. And then there was a school nearby that started sending their kids to the class. And I started realizing not only was this really fun, but I was actually making a mark on these kids. And there were there were kids that had come into class that first day or two, and they were really shy, could barely look me in the eye. After a few weeks, maybe four or five weeks of that nine-week course, they were standing up there in front of their peers and they were telling these motivational stories and I realized the change that could make in kids, and that this was so needed. So that's kind of where it started from. It was a, it was a gradual process of me learning to use my voice, seeing the importance of it, and then just an opportunity that came out of the blue. At least for me, I'm sure it was part of the plan. But for me, it was it seemed out of the blue that I could that I could teach these kids, and that's where it started, and it's evolved from there. And and it's 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 magical. It really is magical. It's kind
0: of come full circle for me. Oh my gosh, there's so much that I want to pack here. <laughs> you were talking about forgiveness and and you and I met not too long ago and, and we we had a discussion about that. I literally had chills. The power of not just you forgiving, but you actually saying the words, I forgive you. And what you mentioned that resonates for me and that sticks out in my mind is that not only were you held up in a prison, but so was this person and the power of your voice unlocked the prison doors for both of you. That is so powerful. I think that it's, it's truly a gift that you've uncovered from what it sounds like, not only just for you, but for everyone that comes into your sphere. Your breakout has is now allowing, you know, children to break out. And and to your point earlier, you don't necessarily know what they're facing at home. And so having that outlet, having that place to be able to release and express. I just think that that's a beautiful and that's a powerful thing and a powerful gift that you're sharing with this next generation of leaders and human beings that are coming up.
1: It, yeah, thank you. It, it has been much more meaningful than I would have imagined. In fact, you know, sometimes when you're coming out of abusive situations, you, you do feel a little bit compelled to pay it forward in some ways and you think well maybe i should work with survivors or maybe i should work with you know families in these crisis situations and i never really felt like that was me i never felt like i was in the right frame of mind or the right position to really be able to do that and and so having been led down this journey where my voice became noticeably important to me then this opportunity shows itself. I was like, well, yeah, this this is it. This is how I can pay it forward without feeling like I'm dealing with the trauma at hand. That I probably am, but I'm dealing with it on the back end where the kids are just being empowered to better cope with what's happening there. And I'm hoping that sometime we'll feel the the courage to speak out if they have to, but it's not being right in the midst of it. I know that if if someone had mentored me as a young girl in my voice and helped me recognize how powerful I really was, I think it would have made a tremendous difference in my ability to just love myself, to recognize that valuable part. And I I tell my students, your voice is your superpower Mm -hmm. because you can literally spew poison at people and ruin someone's life by what you say or the very words you say might actually save a life literally save someone's life by the words that you use so it is it is your superpower mm-hmm. and i know that now and if someone had helped me realize it years ago it would have been tremendous
0: yeah and the bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue meaning that you can speak life or you can speak death or you know something negative that our words create our worlds so there is yeah. tr- power in that now i'm curious, as you were you know becoming this public speaker after seeing uh, that one speaker, as you became to start to recognize that, wow, I have this gift or I have this ability, what role did that play in your identity and really how you saw yourself and, and started to show up
1: Well, that's a really interesting question when I realized that I could speak well and that I had a message that people would say, wow, that was really powerful. Or, and it, it wasn't even necessarily about the abuse. It was just as I was learning to speak, I would give these practice speeches, you know, on these rehearsal stages and people would comment on them. In fact, until semesters, we have an evaluator for every speech you give someone is assigned to evaluate you, and they will give you verbal feedback in front of everybody, and that's a really powerful thing. And as I started to hear people share the way they were inspired by the things that I said, I got to thinking about well, maybe that is this is where I need to direct my my time and my energy is working out this this idea that I could speak, that I could have something to say. And then when I was given opportunity to compete, you know, I had served in this organization for about four years in leadership. And so there were hundreds and thousands of people who knew me, but no one knew my story. And on the competition stage is when I started to share bits and pieces of my abuse and my past, because my, my main speech was really about the forgiveness aspect of it. And I didn't want it to be the focus. I didn't want abuse to be the focus, but I wanted people to understand that to truly heal from any trauma, the experience you've got to forgive. And so that was really my message. And that love was also a big part of that The support that I had from family members who did believe me and the love that I felt there from my husband and, and many people. That was the message I started to share and I was winning in each level of competition with the speech. And I think there was a lot of shock factor to it because people didn't know that I'd ever experienced that. Mm -hmm. But here's the downside is there were well-meaning people, mentors and coaches who started to tell me as I was moving up through this competition, that when I got to the international level where my message would then be delivered to people from around the world. He said, well, you can't you can't give that message about abuse because some countries they abuse their kids. It's just part of what they do. It's their culture. There's not a crime. There's nothing wrong with it in their minds. And you're not going to make a connection to them. And so they would say you need to make your speech more happy and you need to find some ways to make it humorous. And I listened I listened to them. And I decided not to give the message that I felt compelled to give and I got talked out of it. And so in the, in the last level of competition, when I could have gone on to the final level and be in the finals of the world championship of public speaking, I did not give the speech that Mm -hmm. I felt compelled to give. And I learned another lesson there is that you can't let people tell you that your message isn't important and you can't let them talk you out of it if you're compelled to give it, it doesn't matter whether you win or not. It's that someone needed to hear my message and perhaps they didn't get to hear it. In fact, in one of the times when I was rehearsing this speech to groups of people, I was going to different places and it was traditional that I would present my speech and then everybody in the audience would give me some feedback. And on this one occasion, i had been invited to go to a hospital and I think there were doctors and nurses there and probably some patients and it was in this big cafeteria and there were probably 50 to 60 people in the room. And I gave my speech and this was early on. So it was still the original speech that I wanted to give. And as we went around the room and people gave me feedback, people were saying nice things. And then it got to one, one man, young man, he He looked a little out of place to me and he stood up and he said, I don't really have anything to say about your speech. But I'm an abuser. And for the very first time, I understand what my victims go through. Those were, those were his actual words. Uh, and I, I know that was my reaction it was like, holy cow, seriously? That's, who, that's why I'm giving this speech, because he needed to hear it. And hopefully his life changed as well as whomever his victims or victim was. Um. That that, again, was the power of my voice. I didn't, I was talked out of giving it later on. But as I thought back on that occasion, I remembered that person needed to hear it. So it's, that was the win. That was the win for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't winning in the competition. That was, that was changing that person's life in that moment.
0: Oh, wow. I thought you were going to go down the route of like someone raising their hand and say, you know, me too. Or, I experienced mm-hmm. that. I had a well. lot of that. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. that the recognition by you just telling your story, that that's huge. Really appreciate you tuning into this week's episode of the Journey to Becoming podcast, taking a quick break to extend an invitation to my Facebook group, The Tribe of Courageous Leaders. The group exists to support ambitious, impact-driven leaders in their development, both personally and professionally. As a member of the free group, you'll have access to weekly live trainings on topics ranging from mindset, time management, productivity, leadership to money management and business strategy. The group is tailored for those who love to learn and want to do so with other like-minded professionals. So again, I invite you to head on over to SabineGideon.com forward slash to claim your spot and be sure to catch the weekly live trainings on Wednesdays dates and times are shared and updated within the group so be sure to join i look forward to welcoming you to the community and have included the link to the tribe right down below in the show notes now back to the show Um, you know, something that we were talking about a couple weeks ago, you know, is that power of telling your story, right? And, and the story doesn't necessarily have to always be traumatic or like doom and gloom. But the reality is a lot of us have experienced the, the negativity in, in our childhood and whatnot. And one of the things that for those who are listening, you've heard my story. I've shared it on here. I've shared it in my book and you know i went on uh jackie's podcast with her co-host todd and you know we we're talking about my book very casually like in in my mind i'm just like okay i'm gonna share this story here and within a few minutes jackie shared you know what we're uh sisters from another mr and i don't know jackie but just looking at her like i was like there we probably don't have anything in common right and so you just never know who one shares your same pain or your same story and who in that moment just needs permission to know that it's okay and by jackie just saying that i didn't know details this is the first that i'm hearing it gave me this this moment of peace and release to be like okay you're safe here you can tell your story in a safe place because there's someone on the other side of this this computer who understands where you've been. I I, I share that to share that there is such power in telling our stories, good, bad, or indifferent. Someone has experienced what we are experiencing. Someone is getting ready to experience what we're experiencing, or someone needs to hear that for the hope to move forward or to make a major change in their lives.
1: Yeah, Sabine, you are absolutely right. And I had a pretty amazing experience as I had gone through my healing for a couple of years with a particular counselor and then she decided she had enough women as clients that needed some sisterhood that she put this group of 15 women together we would go in together in kind of this group sessions and the first day i walked in there were five women i knew who lived in my neighborhood whom i knew And none of us knew that the other one was going through the same experience at that current time. Mm -hmm. And so you just, you never know. It's almost like, you know, as survivors, we become a little bit like wild animals in that we hide, we mask so well the pain we're going through because that's the only way we can stay somewhat strong and not be a continued victim all the time by everybody else out there. You know, it's, it's enough to be abused by one or two people. But when you are a weak, sick animal, you're going to be preyed upon and probably killed. So I think we have that instinct that comes upon us that says, I, I got to hide who I really am. And so as you look around at people that you see throughout the day, probably more than half of them are experiencing or have experienced similar things to us and we would just never know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's why giving people opportunity to speak and share their stories is so important because that is that is the really first and most vital step to healing is being able to say what happened to you.
0: Absolutely. And so shifting gears just slightly, what tools, what resources do you use today even to maintain a healthy mindset as you continue to move forward and continue to share your gift with others.
1: I've worked really hard over the last six months specifically to heal the inward trauma that I didn't think I had to, but have realized that, yes, there's still these automatic reactions I have or attitudes I have about things that still hold me back to some degree. And the meditating a little bit more and working on being able to manifest different things in my life. That's been huge for me. In the last six months, I've made great strides in just feeling happier,
0: being happier, and not letting things bother me so much. I think that is the gift of being able to heal over time. And as you're healing, you're becoming so much more aware of how you're triggered what triggers you where is it triggering so i think it's a healing is a beautiful journey it's still painful uh but it's a beautiful journey yeah in fact i you
1: would enjoy I, I watched a documentary recently that was called the case for trauma by gabor mate hmm. and he had an interesting phrase that he used several times for this documentary which in which he claims that trauma Is the cause for homelessness, for violence, for crime. It's because people have lived through trauma. But he said, trauma is not what happened to you, it's what happens inside of you because of it. So that's the trauma. It's not that we were physically hit or sexually abused, it's that we interpret those actions internally emotionally and mentally and that's the trauma mm-hmm. and so if we're just working on healing the emotional side of the pain that we're feeling it's not not enough we have to figure out where that original pain came from and then work through that
0: internally so I found that to be very fascinating that's actually a, a really great point with homeless people and, and you know many other things like I, I always see it as their outside right now is a reflection of what's happening inside, right? Like no one wakes up, no child is born and says, I want to be in that particular condition. And I think that's a really great point that you're making. In switching gears, I I do want to talk just a little bit about your book. So self-centered leadership becoming influential, intentional, and exceptional. So tell us a little bit about the book, what you share in there and and how our listeners can can access it. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate
1: that. Self-centered is basically an acronym. The self is an acronym for the four characteristics I believe exceptional leaders must possess so that they can influence those around them. And that is sacrifice Empowerment, love, and friendship. And when you become self centered, then you are an exceptional leader. You're also influential and you live intentionally. And that's the book was written after four years of leading in the Toastmasters organization like a small corporation. I had 3,500 employees, so to speak and a hundred managers on the team. And I was responsible for making sure a lot of milestones were met in a timely manner. I had to take care of very large budgets, make sure that things were happening to support all of the members within the district. And after that four years, I had learned so much about leadership, especially since I'd had some personal tragedies during that time as well, my my son had a traumatic brain injury and uh, broke his skull bilaterally. Um, we had lost our home and cars through a bankruptcy. And my husband lost his his business of 15 years, a big architectural firm where all of his employees had to be let go and partners jumped ship and a lot of personal tragedies going on at the same time I was trying to lead this volunteer organization. I wasn't making any money from it. And here we were struggling financially and people were looking at me like, what are you crazy? Get out of that organization and, you know, concentrate on making money. And, and yet it was that it was the people that needed me in that organization that kept me going. So a lot of my book is about what I learned during that time about how to be a leader of your own life even when the tragedy is happening, even when things aren't, your expectations aren't being met, but that there are ways to stay empowered. And that is through that that sacrifice, the service to other people kept me going. I think that without knowing that I was expected to be places to lead teams of people, I wouldn't have gotten out of bed at all. Um, empowering others, making sure that your not concentrating on yourself, but that you're helping other people with their trauma and their problems. And that helps you forget. It doesn't solve the problem, but it helps you to have a different mindset and perspective. Love, of course, not necessarily romantic love, but love for people. And you have to recognize that loving others is also loving yourself. That's how you find your own self-worth is through putting yourself out there for other people and making sure that they're, they're happy. It might be against some of those books that, we, that are out there today, but I found it to be absolutely true. And then friendship, um, when you are a leader, if you are a dictator, you're, you're not going to have as much success as you are when you make friends out of the people that you're leading and use principles of loyalty and kindness and courtesy like you would with your best friend to help people to be their best. And so that's what my book is about. There's a lot of my experiences in there, but a lot of principles
0: of leadership that I learned along the way. I absolutely love that. And, and forgive me, I'm about to get on my soapbox. As it relates to leadership, I, I share this all the time. Leadership isn't about the role that you're in it is who you are it is how you show up or how you choose to show up in any capacity and so i love the fact that you've identified these core principles and you use your personal story about you know your ability to to be of service to other people in this day and age where let's be honest i I do think that there is a lack of of true leadership being revealed or being demonstrated in all areas of our society, from, you know, the White House, to corporate, to communities, and, and all of those pieces are these outwardly, uh, demonstrations of what leadership is versus going to the core of who are you? Um, you know, what's important to you? What are your values? What, what's true for you? what how would you show up if you didn't have a title? And I, I love to, to interact and, and connect with individuals who are taking that veil away from what leadership is and saying, no, 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 no. Actually, you're influential and you're most powerful in your nakedness or your vulnerability as a human being. Yep. And I, I don't think
1: that leadership is about creating followers, I think leadership is about empowering leaders. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a big part of my book as well. It's not about being the dictatorial person who tells people to just do what they say, but it's about actually empowering other people to lead. Perhaps yes. even better and more often than you are, you know, it's creating leaders. That's what leadership is.
0: As we uh, as we look to wrap up here, just a couple last questions for you. Given all that you've learned, given all that you've been able to do and continue to do uh, for yourself, for your family, your community. As you look back to your younger self, younger Jackie, (laughs) what do you know now that you wish that you could go back and share with her?
1: Well, it's interesting that in the throes of those horrible years when I was so alone and powerless, I remember thinking to myself, if I can make it through this, if I can live through this, I'm going to be really strong. I, I never dared dream to be a ballerina or to be an astronaut or anything like that. I survived day to day. And I think that was probably my one dream is that I would someday be strong and I could get through this. And that has come to fruition. I do feel like I'm a very strong individual now. I still have my weaknesses, but for the most part, I'm very capable and i never could have imagined that. And so if I could go back to myself, then in fact, I have envisioned myself doing that and finding little Jackie, putting her on my lap and just holding her and saying, you are going to do tremendous things. Right now, you are at your loneliest point, but you are going to make a difference and impact on the lives of so many people. So keep on going. It's going to be okay. You're, it's not going to be easy. There's going to be a lot of pain and a lot of sadness, but you're going to be okay. You're, you're going to impact the lives of many people, and that's really what it's all about.
0: As we we look to wrap up here, I would love for our audience to be able to connect with you, to be able to learn more about your organization, certainly more about the nonprofit side of things. Where can the listeners connect with you or find you?
1: Well, if they go to speakfeedlead.org, so that's speakfeedlead.org, we help people speak with power. Feed Others in Word and Deed and Lead with Positive Influence. If that helps you reach members, speakfeedlead.org. And you can find out about what we're doing to help to empower children all over the world with our courses and our workshops. And we have a wonderful campaign that we are kicking off here. We are going to invite 40 of our students to write a chapter of a compilation book that will then be published By a particular publishing company, and it will be put out in all the online stores and Barnes and Noble and those types of places. And they will be able to share their voice, whatever it is, with the world in written format. They can tell a story. They can talk about something that they know in regard to an informational message they want to share. They could share poems or any other creative genre that they want to put out there. This is going to be a great way for them to share their voices besides verbally. Um, And we're looking for sponsors. It's going to cost $497 per child to be part of this compilation book. And so we're looking for people who would like to help get these kids as a published author before they get into high school or before they get into college. I mean, How exciting would that be? And let them have their voice and share it in such a way. So we'd love your help with that. So check out speakfeedlead.org
0: and uh, keep tabs on what we're doing out there to to help the kids. Awesome. How about connecting with you on social media? I am on Facebook personally, Jackie Bailey. And then we have the Speak Feed Lead Project
1: Facebook page where you can connect with me there. I'm on Twitter at um, selfish (laughs) Yeah. So, kind of part of the book and uh, the title of the book. And then on the cover of my book is a fishbowl with a sailing ship inside of the fishbowl. So, that's where the fishbowl thing comes in. So, sell fishbowl at Twitter. I'm on Instagram at the Speak Feed Lead Project. I'm on Pinterest and I'm on just about everything. YouTube, I have a YouTube channel that is the Speak Feed Lead Project. You can find me just about anywhere. I'm not on TikTok yet. People keep telling me you need to get on TikTok because that's where the kids are. But I just, I'm reluctant to,
0: to add something else. <laughs> I love the idea of positioning these children to become published authors at such a young age. I can't even imagine um, what that's going to do for their self-confidence, what that is going to do for their self-belief um, and you know, how that will position them to continue to excel in their lives, so kudos to you and your team for rallying that together. If you can support, please do support this this amazing initiative. So, with that, Jackie, thank you so much uh, for being on the show. Thank you so much for being vulnerable, for sharing your experience, and you, certainly your journey. Uh, again, connect with Jackie uh, using the information in the show notes. Any parting words that you'd like to share? Your superpower is
1: your voice. Use it for good, make an impact in the world, and never
0: stop speaking. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thank you, Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope you were able to grab a few nuggets and some action items that you can begin implementing this week. I'll be back next week with some more actionable tips to help you along your journey of transition, change, and transformation. In the meantime, please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment on the platform of your choosing. And if you really enjoy this content, go ahead and share it with your network. Share it with a friend, a family member, whoever it is you know that might benefit from the information that was shared today. Until next time, have a wonderful and purposeful week.